Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic, and happy May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, Kevin. And also with you. This is the May. (laughs) Dude, I am so stoked. Today has been a great day. I don't know how today has been for you. Uh, Like most people, I think you went to work. Mm -hmm. Uh, But some of us have, like, religiously since our first or second job, uh, requested May 4th off like who? on a regular basis, like me. Mm, okay. <laughs> I can't, I cannot think of now that there may be a time when I was working night audit in the hotel uh, industry where I didn't request it off. Cause I kind of already had the daytime off to do stuff with people anyway. Right. Um, but anytime I've had day shifts scheduled on May 4th or would have, I have requested off for the day. I never have. I never really even considered it. It's, in my opinion, and my boss totally understood, ironically. Um, Totally not a nerd. Super cool guy, but not nerdy at all. But he likes Star Wars. You know, he's a casual fan. He's like, yeah, I've seen the movies. I've seen all of them. So we'll talk about it a little bit. But I actually found out um, like a month ago that I was going to be having my state certification exam again uh, today this morning and i said oh well that's convenient because usually when i've had to take the state certification exam um i just request the rest of the day off and i said that works out really well because i was planning on and he said requesting the day (laughs) off and i smiled and i said yeah how'd you know and he was like yeah because i kind of figured it's a national holiday in your world and i was like yeah it kind of is so (laughs) He was like, yep, I already got you blocked off for the day. So uh, he uh, he kind of read my mind there. So shout out to Lucas. Thanks, bud. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. So I went and took my certification exam, and I think I passed it. I, so when you take the state ner- certification exam for pest control, you have to take three exams. You've got a core exam, which goes over kind of like all the legalities of doing pest control in the state of North Carolina. Then you've got a pest phase which is talking specifically about the different pests we deal with and how to treat them, where to find them, stuff like that, their characteristics. And then you've got the wood phase, which also covers pests, but wood-infesting pests. So your termites, your carpenter bees, your carpenter ants, your uh, powder post beetles, old house borers, all of that crap. And then it also goes over like the structure and how foundations are built, You know whether it's slab or crawl space or basement, You know all that fun stuff. So you've got three tests you have to take, and that's if your company doesn't do fumigation. If your company also does fumigation, then you would have four tests you have to take. So the first time I took it, I had done a decent amount of studying, and I had passed the core, which is the big thing, because that one's the, it's just, there's so much that goes into the core. So I passed that and missed the pest and wood section um, by like a couple questions each. So I said, crap. So I went back and took it again, like a month or two later, passed the pest with no problem and missed the wood by like a question. So I'm like, great, I got to go back and take that again. But it's been nice because each time I've gone back to take it, I've had less I've got to study for because I've knocked out a section. And so I've been able to focus a little bit more on like, okay, like when I went to take the pest and wood together, I kind of honed in a little bit on the pest and kind of reviewed on the wood. So that's I, I know why I, I passed one and failed the other, um, even if it was by a question, because I didn't like study, study. But now, when I went back today, it was just the wood section. Okay. So I think I studied enough to, to pass it the way I need to. So I'm hopeful that I won't have to take that again and that this will come back positive and 
that I'll get my pay raise and everything. Uh, so, because the company looks at you entirely different. So you didn't have to take the the ones that you already passed. You only had to take the one that you correct. Passed. Yeah. So they, the way they have it set up is if you pass your core, you have and you don't pass the other two, yep. you have essentially twelve months to retake those other two as many times as you need to to pass them, uh, before that core expires and you would have to retake that. Gotcha. But if you pass, like if I, so I went and I passed the pest, but didn't pass the wood. When you passed one of those phases, um, cause the core is free. Everyone has to take it no matter what. So, you know, they give you the 12 months, but when you pass one of the phases, you have to either pass them all at the same time, or you have six months. So essentially once I passed the pest in February, I have a allotment of six months until that score um, expires and I have to now go and get the other one or I'd, I'd have to go and retake both of them, I should say. Gotcha. So that's a pain. Um, so what happened when I passed the pest and the core is the company went ahead and said, listen, we're just going to go ahead and order your certification card now with the, cause you could, I could technically stop at the core and pest and be fine. But because Terminix does a lot with, uh, they do a lot with, uh, whatchamacallit, with pest and wood issues with moisture and stuff like that. They want you to have both of them for it to count. So they're like, we're going to go ahead because if you go ahead and order the card there, it won't expire for five years. So right now I'm technically certified with uh, pest and I'm just waiting to get the certification for wood. When they When I get that, then we'll order the updated copy. So I should find out about that in a week or two. Cool. Yeah, I hope every one of our listeners wrote that down. Now you know how to yeah, become no a, a <laughs> Now you know all the steps. And I found out North Carolina's uh, exams, they're like the toughest in the U.S. or among the like top three Kind of makes sense, honestly. Like North Carolina's we, got everything. We have, we've got one of the strictest exams to take. Most Only 33% of people, when they go to take it, pass. Wow. So... That kind of gives you an idea um, of how hard it is. Yeah. Well, cool. I hope you. I so hope it turned I did out that. Okay. I think it did. But enough of that. Um, after that, I ran by a comic book shop in the area on my way home, which I hadn't been to before. And holy crap, they had so much cool stuff. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, we've got this buy three, get a fourth one free promo going on. So then I had to wrestle with the idea of, do I really need four more comics or graphic novels? <laughs> I only bought two. Why didn't you? Just, I did wrestle with it. Why didn't you just buy a third one? Because I didn't have a third one that I really, really wanted. And if you didn't have a third one you really wanted, you probably didn't have a fourth one you really wanted. Exactly. Right, I get it. I mean... There were some, I mean, here's the problem. I was very much in Star Wars mode. There are other aspects of comics, like I love Captain America, I love Deadpool, I love Batman, I love the Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers and, you know, Critical Role and all these other things. But all of those kind of line up evenly with each other, whereas Star Wars is that tier above. So, and with it being Star Wars Day, I was like, yeah, if I'm going to buy something, I'm going to buy some Star Wars comics or graphic novels that I'm interested in and that I don't currently have. Yep. And that I can share with friends saying, hey, look how I celebrated. Like, this is something I decided to splurge on um, for Star Wars Day. And so I was like, I don't really, you know, all those others, I... I my problem was I couldn't find two more Star Wars ones that I wanted, and I couldn't limit myself to two of all of the other, you know, fandoms. Sure. So I was like, I'm just, you know, I'm okay with just getting two graphic novels. Um, so I got the Obi-Wan and Anakin one that you saw, and then one of the Darth Vader ones, which I've been recommended. I've oh, that's been told a by a lot of people that Darth Vader is fantastic. I've read a lot of that Obviously, series. he's not my favorite character, so... We all have know, flaws. <laughs> now see you didn't you didn't back me up when i was telling dylan i wasn't that crazy about malgus i don't know anything about malgus I, he's a he's an old republic yeah, i haven't really done anything like i haven't done anything with that era so I, I didn't know at least i didn't say he's got flaws 
I told him I was happy for him that he I, I loved that Dylan loves Malgus. Yeah, I bet That's you how do, I put Wade. it. You are just you're better than me. There's enough Star Wars for everyone, you're Kevin. Better than me. That's what that was my response. I corrected myself. Instead of putting Dylan down for loving a stupid character, I I said, you know what? I'm happy for you. And I love that you love yeah. him. And I, I'm sure there wasn't an ounce of sarcasm. Just like no, no, no. I, I do. I love. I, know, I love wait, that I'm, sequel fans love the sequel. You're taking the you bait. Know? I love it's too that. easy. It's not even fun. It's way too easy. <laughs> so anyway, are you still sick? I went by the comic shop. No, no. I just have a uh, a slight stuffy oh. nose. I wasn't really sick. It was just allergies. So and it's never really fully gone away, despite taking loads of allergy medicine. Yeah my luck well you picked um, up good things i mean i have the i have that copy of the obi-wan and anakin comic um and i've read a lot of the vader series and i like them both they're pretty, they're pretty yeah. cool the vader the vader series excuse me goes down some really cool directions um some people have had criticisms about it because it's and i kind of see where they're coming from about how some, one or two of the storylines as you get further into the series is kind of like forcing, it's kind of explaining some of the sequel stuff and it's kind of forcing it a little bit. When I read it, I didn't really have a problem with it and I didn't really see that, but I get it. Right. I think it's cool. Well, the last time I read it um, was probably like 2016. And I think, because I thought for the longest time that I owned it, but then I started like thinking about it and I went back through like Amazon because that's usually the only place I'll buy graphic novels besides at comic book stores. Yeah. And I didn't go to comic book stores all that much in Arizona. So I had to think back to the last time I had seen it. And then I remembered, I think I actually rented it from the Tempe Public Library back in Arizona. So I never actually owned it to my knowledge. Well, you, you might have uh, also remember when we shared a um, uh, Mar- I don't remember what it was called. But the Marvel, the Marvel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. And we shared that. That series was on there. I don't know if you read it there. That's where I did. I did not. I had read it before. Oh, that. Okay. And there's a couple yeah. Vader comic series as well. Yeah, so I figured I'd go ahead and pick that up. And then I went to. They had a little consignment store next door, a little thrift yep. shop, and I found this really cool lightsaber vase for flowers. Ooh, that's kind of cool. And it was like it was off. It was like half off, so it was like three dollars. I was like, yeah, I'm going to throw $3 at that because it was a cute little ceramic thing. And I was like, I'm going to go buy Penny some flowers, put them in the vase, show up to work, and give her the flower vase. And she'll roll her eyes, but she'll smile. Because it's a lightsaber, she'll roll her eyes. Because there are flowers, she'll smile. So it was kind of a win-win for both of us. Unless she doesn't come home with it. (laughs) Then I know it was not received well. But I also brought cupcakes, so I think she and all of her coworkers are happy. That's good. Um, and then I came home and watched all of Visions. Um, I was going to watch, um, what is it called? The other new one that just came out, the little kitty one. Uh, um, Young yes. Jedi Tales or something like that. Adventure. Young Jedi Adventures, I think is yeah. what it is. Um, so I was going to watch that, and I was like, no, I'll just wait for Gene. Because we watched some of the shorts the other right. night which he really liked. And I'm really, really excited that they are doing, I don't care what era it is, it's High Republic, and that may not be received well by some, may be received wonderfully by others. I don't really care. I'm just excited that they're doing a Star Wars show geared towards toddlers. Yeah, I I just, I can't imagine getting upset about the era that a toddler show takes place in. No, no. As long as they're like, because from what I understand, they're going to be teaching things like, you know, kindness and sharing. Like a, like a know, normal all, toddler all, show. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I I don't really yeah. care. It's got Jedi in it. It's got um, Nubs, who's this cute little blue furry figure Jedi. Um, so super excited about that. But, and then I played a bunch of Jedi Survivor um, up until this point. I've been playing that like nonstop and taking videos of gameplay and you know, probably blowing up people's Twitter feed. Now they've got me muted. <laughs> so, but it's been, it's been a good holiday, man. Good. And I'm ending it here with, well, I'm not going to end it with you. I'm going to go back and do more stuff after I'm done with the, with the recording. My, my holiday goes from the time I wake up till midnight. Once midnight hits, I'll go to bed. Wow. But 
Yeah, I'm yeah, dedicated. You do, you do it big. One day a year, I do it big. Penny and I were talking about, and if you guys have any uh, have any Star Wars Day, May the 4th uh, traditions, let us know. You know, shout them out to us. We'd love to hear what you guys have. Uh, Penny was looking at um, just some different recipes and stuff you can find online to uh, make like a Star Wars dinner. And she was like, I think we should do this each year. And I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So you get like uh, rotisserie chicken. And then once you pull the legs off and everything, you can kind of serve it like uh, spit roasted pork and, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. You know, (laughs) like you can come up with some creative ways to uh, to create your Star Wars dinner, um, so to speak. So I think next year we're going to actually plan that because it was kind of an impromptu thing here. But, you know, I'm going to have the day off every year from now on out until I die. I'm going to plan them out from here on. You got to do it. Plan it out in advance. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I think uh, Ashley Eckstein had a cookbook out at one point. Um, I know there are a couple of Star Wars cookbooks out there, so I'm going to probably pick some of those up and start planning dinners each year. Do it. So, what about you, Kevin? I, I've been talking a whole lot, running my mouth well, here. How is your Star Wars? Yeah, day? I mean that's okay. I don't really have that much to say. I, I haven't had time to really celebrate or do anything. Um, I did. I was able to watch the first episode um, of Volume Two of Visions, and I thought it was cool. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about it here in a minute, but um, just a very busy day. Um, yeah. I after we're done, I do plan to pick up. Um, the book that I'm reading. So I finished Dark Lord, loved it. I talked about it last week, so I don't, I won't spend a lot of time on it, but I loved it. I thought it was a really, really cool book. I recommend it for everybody. Not canon, and you can tell. I mean, there are certain things that they talk about that, um, like they, the way they explain why the clones turned. No mention of an inhibitor right. chip. Um, yeah. So, you know, if you if you care about that and you need to read something that's canon, then don't read it, but uh, it's a cool story. But what I am currently reading, um, it's just called Star Wars, The Adventures of Luke Skywalker. And um, it's basically a, the novelization of A New Hope, but right, not in the same way as like the Matthew Stover Revenge of the Sith. This, the copyright on it is 1976, which is a year before the movie came out. Um, but it's the same story, you know, it's written by George Lucas and, um, right. I really am liking it. There are some differences, nothing major, uh, but you can tell that George probably made some changes on set or as they were filming. Um, it's definitely one of the things that I like about it is it is not as PG as the movie is. There's some things described in there that, um, didn't make it to the movie i'll say yeah really um it's it's cool it's it's really cool um i i'm gonna say i'm gonna leave some mystery i think that everybody should go read it um but i'm gonna i'm gonna pick that up as soon as we're done here because i'm excited to keep going with it well color me intrigued yeah it's it's cool i think you would like it wade uh but again i mean the overall story is the same as a new hope Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm down to read whatever. Yeah, it's it's cool. But other than that, it's been it's been a busy week at, at work, so I haven't really had a ton of free time. I've been relaxing when I get off work. Um, I did finally get a chance to season my Blackstone Grill. Um, nice. I cooked a couple meals on that. I cooked some steak last weekend, and it was to die for. It was so good. Um, those are awesome. And then this tonight, actually, I cooked up some breakfast on it and, um, it was good. The, the bacon was, was really, really good. The pancakes were really good, but mm-hmm. the hash browns, they were kind of soggy. I think I, I think I had the temperature a little bit too low, uh, or yeah, too low. I need to make it higher next time. I was just nervous. Um, that's okay. You throw some ketchup and some cheese on those and they'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, they, they tasted fine. Or some chili. But uh, I was oh, they were frozen, now, so I was man. worried that if I cooked them too high of a temperature, that they would sear like the outside and right. would burn, but the middle wouldn't be done. But um, clearly, I overcorrected. Well, we're doing loaded baked potatoes nice. tonight. That'll be good. So I'm stoked about that. Yeah, you can't that. go wrong there. No. 
no, super mm. good. I uh, so I have been reading the second of the Canon Thrawn trilogy um, that takes place in the Empire. It's Thrawn Alliances. Mm-hmm. I have not finished it. I started it a week ago, and I have not finished it. That's not it. good. I've been kind of struggling. Yeah, usually I'm much better about making sure I finish it, and it's been kind of a struggle. You don't like it? It hasn't been like, it hasn't been an awful book. I'm not going to put it down like some of the books I've read. Like it, it, it hasn't been awful. It just has not been able to hold my interest the way that the original Thrawn trilogy or even the first of this. You know, I think the first one was stellar, but the second one has been very, very boring huh. and slow to me. Um, and I think part of the reason is there it's it's basically about Thrawn and Vader being united uh, to go on this mission, according to Palpatine, like he's ordered them to go together. And, you know, there's a little bit of a power struggle because at one hand, you've got Grand Admiral Thrawn, who is like the head guy of the Imperial fleet. And then you've got Darth Vader, who's also like Palpatine's right hand man, but not technically part of the army or military stature. So. You know, there's kind of tension there as to who really is top dog, who gets control, command, that kind of thing, whatever. Um, but they do flashbacks because Thrawn and Anakin met back during the Clone Wars on Batuu for a mission that they had to, you know, something about rescuing Padme and, you know, whatever. There's a whole bunch of stuff, but the whole book is spent like split between those two timelines and going back and forth and flashing back constantly. And I think that's part of it. Cause I don't really have any interest in that clone wars era. So that sounds awesome. Interaction. I would love it if I saw that in like animation, but right now the way I, I don't know if it's just the way it's been written um, or what, but Thrawn's still an excellent character throughout, and Vader's pretty cool. Anakin's kind of lame. Like, they make Anakin seem kind of dumb compared to Thrawn in in the Clone Wars, and I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Interesting. I just, it really hasn't sat super well with me. I'll so, have to check it out, because everything you said sounds great to me. I'm, like, two hours away from being done with it, but... Unless something drastic happens, it's getting a three point five at the highest. See, that's still fine. Like that's not a bad score. No, it's not, it's not like I said. It's it's not a bad book. It's not that I. Is it one that I'll reread? Probably not. Anything lower than a four, I probably will not reread unless someone specifically asks me. Hey, can you reread this for you know? I've got a question or something, you know. But anything under a four, I'm not going to reread at any point. More than likely. Um, and this is there, unfortunately. Interesting. So, but it's not an awful book. It's still pretty decent. I'm I'm more excited for the treason book. Okay. So, I just need to push through to get get this one done. You can do it. But other than that, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we also both got to see Return of the Jedi this we last. Sure week. did. What'd you think? You got to see it. What was it? Friday. Thursday. A week ago. Thursday. Oh, you got to see it like a week, mm-hmm. a week ago. That's awesome. Was it Thursday? Yeah, no. I got to see it. I thought it, it was, was Friday. Friday. Yeah. Yeah, messing me up like that, man. Well, Come on. Time is time is a blur. Yeah, it was yeah. Friday because I saw mine Sunday. Yeah. What did what'd you think of it? I don't know, man. Growing up, Return of the Jedi was always my favorite of the trilogy. Like, always. Of the original trilogy, I should say. And I think that's because I was so infatuated with how they portrayed Luke and Luke's new lightsaber. Because green's my favorite color, and it's, like, my favorite lightsaber color. Um, So, you know, I kind of just, I really like the representation of who Luke is as a character in Return of the Jedi. I think it's this ultimate culmination of him maturing into adulthood but also into uh kind of recognizing what being a jedi is truly about um and so i think that's awesome outside of luke everything else about it wasn't all that spectacular Hmm. like there were some cool scenes 
I, I love the space battles, yeah. the flying around. I will forever love that kind of stuff. You know, we saw X-Wings, we saw A-Wings, Y-Wings, B-Wings, TIE Fighters, uh, Millennium Falcon. We saw all those ships flying around, dogfighting and blowing up the Death Star 2 and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that was awesome. Um, Ewoks are weird. They're definitely, like, I, I don't understand how they defeated Imperial troops. because it would never like, happen. I just, the Empire really isn't that great if they not only continually get defeated by a band of rebels um, who have infinitely less resources than they do, but on top of that, they're now getting beaten by teddy bears. Like, these are little Build-A-Bear guys. Well, not just that, but the way it happens doesn't... Like I never had a problem with it. Yeah, like the until I watched it. The, no, the log like logs smashing in the ATST would like, never happen. Is the is the metalwork really that weak on their assault walker things? Like I just I can't believe they would be that stupid to to I mean, I guess maybe all their super heavy duty metal construction is being allotted to the Death no, but Star. You're, so they've I had to They've had to slim down on their armament. I think you're overlooking a key. You're not, or you're not asking a very important question here. Why did they just happen to have two logs ready to smash into each other at the exact height of a walker? Like, well, maybe they have the whole forest booby trapped. I mean, you also got to remember the Empire's been there for a while. It's not like they're new, so it's possible that the Ewoks could have been like putting stuff together over time to try and drive them off. Because there's this understanding that they are, to an extent... I mean, they're not cannibalistic in that they eat their own people, but they do eat humans. You know, they eat stormtroopers. That's why we get, like, in Battlefront 2, the whole Ewok hunt, and it's supposed to be so terrifying. Yeah. That's why we see all the empty stormtroopers. That's why they captured Luke and Han and Chewie, because they were going to eat them, straight up. Maybe, like, it was, <laughs> maybe it was just a, a thing of technology. I'm I'm in that regard that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is the fact that the logs are able to beat a thing like an ATST. Yeah. And just crush it. I never easily. That's what bothers me. I never me. had a problem with that whole exchange until I watched it last week on the big screen and I was like this is ridiculous. To me to me it doesn't bother me as much like tossing what bothers me is like the arrows bouncing off the armors and the guys going Rah! You know, like the stormtroopers are all falling over, like they're they're just getting beaten to death, and these arrows are like hitting them on the chest or glancing off the shoulder, and then they're like flying <laughs> backwards. And it's like, dude, we see one Ewok die. <laughs> it's a twig. Yeah, we saw the one just Ewok one. guy. So I don't know how you know they've got blasters. I don't understand why they're not using them. It's like all of a sudden five Ewoks show up, and a guy with a blaster is sitting here going. Oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? They're going to get me. Oh no. And it's like, come on, man, start blasting some of right. these guys. Like, let's have an Ewok cookout. Yeah. I just I don't know. This the the Empire really strikes me as pathetic. That that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I can see. Cuz I'm not going to blame the Ewoks. The Ewoks are putting I mean, since like day 1, the stormtroopers in A New Hope have just been awful with their shot placement. I mean, you've got that scene where you've got literally like 20 or 30 stormtroopers that are all there with blasters when Han and Chewie are like charging up and Han turns that corner and he's like, and then they all turn and look at him and they all end up missing him somehow. Like, you're telling me you're that improperly trained? Like, the dude's wearing a stormtrooper helmet or a stormtrooper belt and carrying one of your blasters. You know he doesn't belong there. Blast the snot out of him. At least put it on stun. You know, do something. But they're all like, <gasps> and then they wait for him to turn back around, and they're like, oh, wait, we should probably go chase him. And, like, all of their shots, every single one. And I know there's probably, you know, you can argue that some of it's plot armor and it's not their fault. But stormtroopers are incompetent. The Imperial Navy is incompetent. The Empire, aside from Vader, Thrawn, and uh, Palpatine, they're incompetent. That's why Vader has to... I, I get Vader's frustration. Like, when we see him choking 
his officers. I get it. I'm right there with him. Like, I would love to be able to have that power to say, yeah, he did. Like, I will sit back there in the in the scenes where he's choking his different officers. I'll sit back with my arms crossed and just nod along and say, yeah, yeah. I mean, he kind of deserved that. that well, that's, that's on one him. of the things like that's like, why I've liked a lot of the new content that we've gotten um, is because a lot of it really does make the Empire seem kind of scary. Better. Yeah. A little bit more menacing. The average person, at least. I mean, holy crap. But, all right, so we, we uh, the, agree. The original trilogy doesn't do Stormtroopers any justice whatsoever. So we agree about the, the Ewok stuff not being very great. But there were some things that I think seeing it on the big screen was really cool. I think it did a really good job. I never really noticed it before in this way of how, like, up against the clock the Rebels were. Like, you knew that they were, but I really was, even though I'd seen that movie a thousand times, I was kind of, like, on the edge of my seat of, like, are they going to, are they going to be able to do this? Um, and then switching back and forth between that and Luke, Luke's situation with, uh, the emperor and Vader was really cool. And seeing that on the big screen was, was even cooler. Um, yeah, I mean, excuse me. That's always been my favorite part of the You know what I was looking for like, that I didn't, I didn't see what we had heard. I think it was at this past celebration Ian McDermott talking about how in the throne room, the seat wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So he would have to shuffle his feet to get it to spin around. And that, and I was oh, looking really? at his legs and feet <laughs> trying to see if I could notice it. And I didn't see it. So he did a really good job. That's awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Good job. <laughs> um, no, I hadn't known that. Like there were a couple of things. So like, I wanted to see, you know, cause in, in the heir to the empire trilogy, Mara Jade, is after Luke because essentially the emperor had sent Mara Jade to hunt down and kill Luke Skywalker. Um, and the whole time she's telling him, you ruined my life. You ruined my life back on Tatooine. Well, she was originally apparently planted in Jabba's palace as a dancer, quote unquote. She was there obviously undercover to kill Luke. Um, but she was there under disguise as a dancer. And so uh, she apparently was not allowed on the sail barge when they were going to go out to throw them all into the Sarlacc pit or something like that. And then, you know, obviously there's the, whatchamacallit, the sail barge blew up. And then, you know, from there they escaped. But I was looking throughout the throne room to see if I could see anyone that even maybe resembled it, resembled her. And obviously I couldn't, but it was just something fun to kind of hunt for. Yeah, Um, that's cool. But still, my favorite part, favorite part of the movie the whole entire time um, is all of the interaction between Palpatine, Luke, and Vader. Like that, from the moment Vader picks, you know, Luke up from Endor and brings him up to the Death Star, that, all, all of that. The conversing, the 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 going back and forth, almost in a bickering manner, sometimes between Vader and Luke, and then Vader kind of goading him, finding out Leia is his sister, also Vader's daughter, and so that if he can't, he, if he's wasting his time with Luke, he's just going to go deal with Va- Leia and get her to join, and that's what triggers Luke to say no. Yeah, no. I had never really still in picked up end. on that before. Yeah. Yeah, he was goading it. It wasn't that he was actually... Now, they probably, you know, if Luke had ended up dying, they he still probably would have gone after Leia instead. But Luke was really the one that yeah. they wanted. Leia would have never gone for uh, it either. Like, if, if Luke was never going to do it, no. no shot with Leia. <laughs> no, not at all. So, you know, but that was the thing that really got Luke to snap out of his hiding place and then... You know, you see him come out, start swinging with some anger and fury and everything. And eventually he disarms, literally, (laughs) Vader. Um, But in the process of doing so, you know, he cuts his hand off and sees he also has a robotic hand, just like Luke. And, you know, that's when he throws his lightsaber to the side and he's like, look, I'm not going to kill my father. I'm not going to join you. I am a Jedi like my father before me. Like, and then he just takes a lot of electrocution, man. The dude gets yep. zapped. Well, 
One of the things from that scene too, that was amplified on the big screen was you remember, do you remember when Dave Filoni was talking about that scene and he was talking about how as a kid, he was terrified of Palpatine because of when he would say, and you are mine just as your father is mine or something like that. Um, Right. And how it was terrifying to him as a kid. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I've heard that line a hundred times and it like, it it just is. I kind of, it doesn't really do anything for me, but I, in the, in the theater last week, it really was cool. And I really felt it. Well, it was awesome. Like it was, that was definitely the highlight of the movie. Um, but like looking back, still not a fan of Anakin showing up as a ghost. Teared up. I, I still think I like Anakin. I love Hayden Christensen. Like, I think he's a great actor. He's phenomenal. I just don't think he won. I'm I just all about it. didn't agree with that. Um, but like, I, I, I remember after, after being done with the movie, I came home and tweeted my three thoughts after seeing star Wars return of the Jedi in theaters. One, space battles are 100% better on the big screen yep. with surround sound, and they are. Absolutely. I, I Every single Star Wars movie to ever come out from here on out, I will be seeing it in theaters. You know, If they ever do this with the prequels at their 40th anniversary 100%. or whatever landmark they want to do, I'm doing it. Sequels, I'll, do it. I'll even do it, do it with the sequels. Those are visually <laughs> great movies. They are. I will say that. Like, I do... Uh, you're, you're right. The... Uh, I, I'm just not, I think I'm not going to go pay money to see a movie that I don't want to see in the first place. That, that That's where I'm at on it. Yeah, I would still go. Like, because I, especially because I've already experienced those mm-hmm. in the theater. That's the only difference for me. Like, as I experienced all three of those right. in the theater, and I just, you know, they're not movies overall. Now, Force Awakens, Force Awakens. See, that's Awakens, the one I'll that I would skip way because I must have seen it like 10 times in the theater. Yeah, but I'm not going to go pay... Listen, I'm not spending another dime on Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I, I mean, I am not. I wouldn't spend as much as I spent last weekend, but... Um, I wouldn't spend anything. I would. I would <laughs> like, still do it. I, I, I own them at this point. Like, that's the last dime that those two movies are getting from me. Um, any of the content that I really enjoyed, I already own figures of or whatever, so... Yeah, but what that's, if... That's what way. if... What, the Filoni movie that I think people kind of expect it to help explain some things from those movies. What if that does the trick a little bit? You wouldn't consider going to see them again with, with that. I don't context. think it's ever going to do the trick. I don't think it'll ever do the trick for fixing Luke. No, and I Master agree with that. that. And that was like the main thing I walked out. And that's the, that's the heartbreaking part. I listen, I could enjoy, I, I could deal with everything else in the movie if they hadn't done what they did to Luke. Everything else in the movie, I could yeah. overlook, ignore, whatever. It won't bother me if they hadn't done that. Yeah, to me. I agree. But when you that that was just that cherry on top. I mean, that alone. Even if the rest of the movie was phenomenal, that alone makes me dislike the movie because they messed with the person. And I tweeted about that too. So the second point I was going to say is, other than the portrayal of Luke in Return of the Jedi. I think Empire Strikes Back is actually a better movie overall. Did you say? Did you tweet that out before you and I talked about it? You did. Yes. I promise. When I said yeah, that, I, I tweeted it out tweet. like right after. I I tweeted it out like right after I got finished watching the movie, and then I texted you, and I was like, "Yeah, I think I liked watching Empire in theaters better. I think the storyline is better." Uh, I mean, I still would say Return of the Jedi is my favorite of the two, but. In terms of overall movie theater experience, Empire was better. Empire was, I, I think Empire is a better story. If we're talking about the portrayal of Luke alone, Return of the Jedi is going to be my favorite. For I'd that have to purpose. watch Empire again. But if we're talking about overall story, I, I, I just finished watching Empire like a week ago before going to see Return of the Jedi. And it, it still struck me as like, wow, this was actually really, really, what really I'll good. What I'll say is that having seen empire in theaters a couple years ago, I under, I left the theater fully understanding why there are people out there that say that's the greatest movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can, I don't, obviously it's not my top favorite star Wars movie ever, but I can totally see yeah. the argument for it. 
You know, I don't have any qualms about that at this point. I think for me, the reason I liked um, Return of the Jedi was, again, Luke, his green lightsaber. He's a Jedi. Um, and I liked his all-black tunic, his Jedi tunic. I did kind of like well, that. Well, that was one, one other thing. Is it, it really did, when you, seeing it in the theater, it really did feel like he might turn. Like there was a possibility. Right. There was question about it. But he was, and that's why I like that scene even more um, between the three of them, that whole fight sequence, because he's just like up to the very last minute. It doesn't matter that this is the baddest guy on the face of the planet, not his nephew that he had a bad dream about, but the baddest guy in the universe other than Palpatine. And he's like, no, I can still sense there's good in you. There's a chance. He's killed how many people that we've seen on and off screen? I mean, his his rap sheet is, like, long. I mean, it's like a CVS receipt long. You know, like, it's just name after name after name. He is bad. Bad to the bone. And Luke's like, I still sense good in you. I still have hope that I can turn you. And that's what we saw, like, when you read the Shadow of the Sith book, which is a prequel essentially setting up the sequels. Um, that's the same kind of thing we see with Luke. The the Sith character essentially that he's he's facing time after time after time that when they face, they face like multiple times throughout the book. And every single time his whole goal is I'm gonna try and save her, I'm gonna try and save her. This is this is my duty, this is my responsibility. Even if it kills me, this is what I'm going to try and do. Not I'm going to wait till she's sleeping and see if I can kill her in her sleep. Like he was going to do with his best friend and sister's son. Yeah, I agree. Stupid. Ryan Johnson, you're stupid for that. You're a great director. That was stupid. And so that's what my third point of the tweet was, is Disney did do... uh, Sorry. It's tongue twister, man. Uh, Disney did Luke dirty in The Last Jedi. That was the third point, is that Disney did him dirty. And that... They did. That's all I have to say about it. You know, I... Again, I think Ryan Johnson's great. I think he... You know, I've seen some of his other films and love them. So this isn't like, uh, let's hate on Ryan Johnson or let's hate on the sequels. I'm just not a fan of the portrayal of Luke. And... I'm going to go back, and now that I've rewatched Return of the Jedi recently, I'm going to go back and rewatch the sequels um, just to try and see if my opinion's changed any from it, um, see if there's anything different that I'm noticing. But, you know, and I'm going to try and go into it with an open mind every single time I try to rewatch them. And again, Force Awakens, I'm taking out of that conversation because I, I thoroughly enjoyed Force Awakens. Um, but specifically with Last Jedi, I'm going to, when I watch it, I'm going to try and be more open-minded about it. I just, I it's can't It's not going to work. Anything. Remember I did it's it like change. two months ago and fell asleep? Yep. I know. I'm going to try. I'm going to force myself, man. I'm going to have to like tape my eyelids open and make sure I don't throw any, have any remotes close by that I can throw at the TV, <laughs> you know. You can do but, it. But, uh, Yeah. So those were that was my take on on Return of the Jedi. Super excited to see it in theaters, and it's really cool because like uh, I think I said this last time on the on last week's episode, like you know my dad and I don't really talk Star Wars. He's not the same kind of nerd I am. Um, he's a technological nerd, software nerd kind of thing. He's not really into all the geeky nerdy stuff like I am to, for the most part. Um, at least, definitely not to the extent I am. Um, but this was one of the things we were able to connect over when I told him I was going to see the movie. He was like, yeah, I can remember getting to see that in the movie and just how awesome it was at the time when it first came out. And I was like, that's really cool that he was like, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, so it was kind of funny, too. My mom shared a photo on Facebook today, which I was kind of surprised to see. It, it has nothing to do with the time of year. It wasn't like a memory photo or something like that. But I guess it's just one she stumbled across and she said, you know, this was like Thanksgiving night in 1997, you know, whatever in San Diego. And we were over at my uncle Randy and Aunt Lori's house and my grandparents were out there in San Diego as well. And at the time they just had Elizabeth, um, 
who is my older cousin, and then mom and dad just had me because Candace hadn't been born until 98. And so I asked mom, I was like, had we been out to San Diego anytime after that before Candace was born? And she was like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, well, fun fact, that's probably the the weekend that Randy introduced me to Star Wars. Oh, wow. Because that's like two years old is the very earliest I can barely remember things. And that's one of those things that I can vividly remember is sitting down in their their room and watching Star Wars for the first time right. on the TV. Probably I was I was probably being annoying at the table or whatever. Um, and they just needed something to distract me. So Randy had put that on and I watched all three of them like straight through through that weekend like multiple times. Um, and that's where I first, so it was kind of cool to see that and kind of put two and two together. Cause I don't remember what we were there for. I just remember we were in San Diego. Candace wasn't alive yet. Um, it was just me and Elizabeth and I sat down and watched yeah, that's Star awesome. Wars. That's a cool, that's a cool photo. So yeah. kind of cool to see that. Yeah. So return of the Jedi is great. Um, unfortunately it is no longer in theaters. I, I don't, don't think, know. is that correct? Yeah. I think yesterday was the last day. I think they were just doing it for like a week. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know it made like five million bucks. I'm not surprised. Yeah. You know, I, I would like to see them put it up against Last Jedi and see what Last Jedi would make. Today? It probably yeah. would. I don't know. It has an audience, Wade. People do like that movie. I No, I understand. That's why I'm saying I would be interested to see that. That would be an interesting yeah. social experiment. See if people are, you know, receiving it better now. That has been yeah, a while. Maybe. I just, I don't think. I think now that people know, that's the problem. They got duped the first time, and that's why it made a bunch of money. Not as much as they wanted, but it still made, you know, a pretty, pretty penny. So, anyway. Yes. Return of the Jedi is great. And it was really great to see it. Yeah. So, and then we got Visions today, Vision yep. Season Two, which you said you got to yep. see the first episode. You want to talk yeah, a little I mean, bit I about that? Kind of cool. Um, you know, I I like the idea of art in Star Wars, like artists and what what you know what are they doing? Um, right. I felt like the first five minutes were awesome. The last five minutes were awesome, but the uh, the other five minutes was pretty boring. Um, I thought that the Sith was really cool, like the the kind of like Predator Vader looking guy. Um, See, a lot of people were saying he looked very like older, yeah, look like like yeah, Malgus, and he kind of to had me that. he looked like an unmasked, he he really did portray a Sith he like very an well. Vader with inspiration from sure. Predator. <laughs> that, that's what it looked like to me. But then at the end. <laughs> He yeah, looked I could awesome get that. and he was cool and then I don't know. I just I felt like the, the battle started kinda cool and I don't understand how he died. Like I I don't know. I don't I watched it two times trying to see if like she did something to him and I, I still don't know. So um I thought she ended up hitting but him. But then with how would that result in him flaking away like he got blipped by Thanos? Oh, I don't know. That's just an artistic yeah. interpretation. It was cool that that would be like he's he's got some kind of force power. You know, it's like Obi-Wan disappearing when Vader cut him down. It'd be something to that extent. There's some kind of force power behind it causing it. But the line that he says was really cool because he was like, you are the master now, which indicated that she was his apprentice and that he was hunting her down to bring her back. And it was kind of in. in incorporating that rule of two mentality right. that we got established with Darth Bane in the old Republic. And then, you know, got passed on, obviously. I thought uh, she was cool. I liked their generation. I liked how it ended with balance. I thought that was, that was cool. Well, and I thought that the, her painting and then it still, you know, having that shadowy darkness take over was really awesome to reflect on that, you know, her battling with her inner demons of, you know, trying to get away from the dark yeah. side and, you know, always having still that connection to it. I thought, you know, art from, artistically, it was beautiful. It was very pretty. It was interesting. Um, 
The right. story was okay. You know, it wasn't anything fancy. It wasn't anything crazy. Um, some of the action was pretty fun to see. Stuff like that. Um, ship was kind of weird, but it was a, a unique weird. It wasn't like a, oh, that's ugly weird. It's just different. Uh, different take. But, so I actually got to go through and watch all of them. So that one was Studio El Guiri. Um, which I want to say is a Latin American studio, if I'm correct. I don't know. I mean, I, it um, did kind of... So. I looked up who, what studio did Into the Spider-Verse, because it kind of, there were scenes where it kind of felt like the same sort of animation to me, but... Com- yeah, there were similar anime, but this studio yeah, hasn't different. done a lot of things from what I've seen. Um, it looks like a relatively young studio with little experience. Um, but we had some other good ones. I'm trying to think what came after it. Um, let's see, was it In the Stars... That one was last. No, I think it was Screechers Reach. That one wasn't. That one was okay. Um, Screechers Reach was by Cartoon Saloon. Uh, it was kind of interesting, kind of weird. Not bad, but not great. Um, just kind of cool to see the different animation style. I would say, if nothing else, I think that one was a an Irish studio. Mm-hmm. If I'm correct, then we had In the Stars by Punk Robot Studio. And that one was pretty neat. I really liked it. Um, They've worked on a couple of other projects. I want to say I've pulled their studio up. I don't have it up right now. Um, I think they've worked on a couple. I've noticed a lot of these studios, some of them have worked on like very significant animation projects. Some of them have worked on very minimal. But most of them have worked on some kind of Netflix project at some point. Um, so they do have some, uh, if you were to like walk through different animated shows on Netflix and or movies um, that are net- Netflix originals, you'd probably recognize animation styles um, between. But In the Stars is about like two sisters and that one's pretty good. It's Imperial. It's cool because some of these are like very unique characters and don't really resemble specifics in Star Wars. But one of the things I think they did really well with some of these is they do show like Imperial stormtroopers or purge troopers or like the death star. Um, actually I don't think they did get the death star. I think it's just a star destroyer. Um, but certain things like that, they do a very good job of representing. Um, I'm trying to think what else journey to the dark head by studio studio mirror was very good that's a i think they're japanese animation um they've worked on a lot of japanese anime projects like um quite a few they worked on uh voltron for netflix um they were the studio who did that they did the guardians of the galaxy animation for um disney plus uh and they are also the studio that did legend of korra which I don't I know if seen you've it, seen but I know that. What it is. Um, but yeah, the sequel series to Avatar, which I was really hoping somehow in one of these they would use the studio that did Avatar The Last Airbender because of their connection to Dave Filoni. I thought that, was a re- yeah. that would be a really cool nod. Um, but having Legend of Korra is still, in a way, pretty close. Um since that's a sequel series. So that one was very good. Um, I want to say they're actually Korean. I could be wrong. Let me see. I think they're the Korean studio. Yeah. They're based out of Korea. South Korea, that is. <laughs> um, then you have I Am Your Mother, which was a really good episode. So this is the um, Ardman animation, which does the Wallace and Gromit and Shaun the Sheep and Chicken Run and a bunch of those like flushed away yep. the movie. Um, so their episode was fantastic. Like uh, Wedge Antilles does show up in it and it was just, it was fantastic. It was, it was so funny. It was, it was like classic, classic, like silly, corny, Sean the Sheep, Wallace and Gromit comedy. Um, but very, very, very good. I know you'll like that one. Um, that is if I you did. liked Wallace I like and Gromit. I like those. 
But yeah, I mean, there are a lot of good ones. Um, I, I don't think there were any that I really wasn't like, there were none that I disliked as a whole. There was, you know, Screechers Reach I was neutral about. Um, the Spy Dancer was kind of interesting. I think they're a French studio. Um, the episode I really liked, and I won't say anything about it because I think you're going to like it the best, but it's called The Bandits of Golak, Golak, um, and it's the oh, cool. Indian studio. And holy crap, their animation style, their storytelling... I, I put that episode at the very, very top of my list uh, out of all of them. I think it was by far the best. And y'all can correct me if you're wrong, and we can get into this discussion a little deeper uh, next week once we both watched all of them through and kind of been able to digest and come up with an opinion about them. But absolutely my favorite episode of season two. Yeah, I'll come back next week with some rankings. It is. We'll have to do one for season one too, Um, or volume one. Yeah, we'll have to. We can definitely do that. We could do like a. We could even do like a Dylan's Diner, possibly at some point. Talk to Dylan about it. Dylan, what do you think about that, man? Let us know once you're done listening to this episode. (laughs) He's pretty good about that. We pick on him, but it's fun. Um. Yeah, it's it's all in good faith. We're not like abusive towards him. He's he's a good sport. He's got thick skin. He works with kids yeah, for that's a living. True. So, <laughs> did you see he Dylan texted us today and he sent us a video of what they were doing in his classroom? And I guess they were doing some kind of like it looked like a Quizlet or something like that, where they're you know you can all sit up on your computers and or on your phones and you type in a website that you all go to and log into a lobby and then he puts up a quiz with a code and you enter it and then you all take the quiz at the same time and then you can see who got the highest score and whatever. I think they were doing a Star Wars one when he sent that video. No, I didn't see that. You didn't see the video? Oh, I must have missed it. Go watch the video because it was really awesome. Like, I was looking at it and I was like, man, I would have loved to have that that, uh, guy as my teacher in school. Yeah. Um, because that, that would have been awesome. I don't think I had any teachers who were, like, crazy about Star Wars. or Most of my teachers were sticks in the mud to the to begin with. Some of them were really, really, really cool. But I would say most of them were stick in the muds I had, I had some good throughout teachers. my life. I liked them for the most part. I had some great teachers, and then I had a lot of okay teachers, and then I had a couple of really bad teachers. So, just depends. But, yeah, so he it looks like they were having a lot of fun. You could hear the kids talking and discussing Star Wars and Darth Vader, something about Vader. Um, so, it was, it was He's doing the Lord's cool work in that. the classroom. So, that's right. Great job, Dylan. We're proud of you. Keep it up. Keep raising the next generation of Star Wars fans. Um, we've got the, and like I said earlier, Young Jedi Adventures show. Not just the shorts, but the actual show is out now with like seven or eight, nine episodes, something like that. So we're going to watch some of those tonight as a family. And then I'm going to make Penny sit down and watch well, you know what you show should, with I mean, me. You know what I want to watch Star tonight Wars is the, the Simpsons episode that they put out today. That's Rogue One. Yeah, I was thinking about doing that once uh, Once Gene goes to bed. Penny and I might right. stay up and watch that one. Because um, we've watched Family Guy uh the Family Guy Star Wars before. I don't think she's watched any of the Robot Chicken with me yet, so I I've do never need to introduce it. her to that. I guarantee it, I the Robot it. Chicken's funny. It's a it's another level of funny, but they've got there's one episode that kills me every single time, and uh, George Washington is president and he starts dreaming and apparently he's got force powers and he starts using uh, the force for you know just different things like he's in bed with his wife and she's like not now honey i'm not in the mood and he uses a mind (laughs) trick and says you do want to do it with me and she goes i do want to do it with you (laughs) and and then like he pulls into the mcdonald's parking lot and bill clinton cuts him off and parks in like swipes into the spot before him and he goes oh george good to see you sorry about that big mac attack (laughs) and 
George's like, oh, what, what, what the dilly? And then he like waves his hand out the window and lifts Clinton's car and like throws him into the pond. And so there's all kinds of like really funny crap. And then he wakes up from the dream. He's in the Oval Office and one of his secretary aides comes up and he's like, um, I'm sorry, sir, but we did not find any ma- <laughs> weapons of mass destruction. And he waves his hand and goes, you did find weapons of mass. And he's like, um, I'm sorry, sir, I didn't. And he goes, you did. And he goes, no, sir. And he said, and then he goes, bring me a taco. And he goes, I'll bring you a taco. (laughs) George goes, yes. (laughs) So, I mean, like, but the robot chicken stuff is just absolutely hilarious. Like Seth Green does a fantastic job. It's a different comedy from Seth MacFarlane, which is why I think I appreciate it. If it was like perfectly matched up in the same, probably wouldn't be as into it. Um, but it's 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 very different, and they're all short skits. No, like, have you it. watched Robot Chicken? Oh my god! So my parents don't know this, um, and I know they don't listen, so they're not going to give me a hard time. I'm going to tell them. Hear me say this, but when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, on Friday nights and Saturday nights, when I had the chance, I would wake up around like twelve or one in the morning. And I would sneak out of my room and tiptoe out to the living room to see if dad had fallen asleep on the couch or if he had gone to bed. Because usually by one or two o'clock, he'd be in bed if he went back to the office or went to bed. So if he wasn't in the in the living room, I would go in, turn the TV on. And as the TV screen was starting to like statically come on before the mute, the sound came in, I would turn it all the way down. Like I'd hold the down arrow and turn it all the volume all the way down. And then I put closed captioning on and then I turn it up just the tiniest bit so I could hear just a little bit of it. Um, and I put on robot chicken on adult swim. And that's cause that's also when the, um, the original clone wars animation, um, you know, the original, like, I don't know if it was five or 15 minutes at a time, something like that. But those episodes aired, they always aired, um, late at night on adult swim instead of on cartoon network during the day. Um, so that's when I would go and watch that as well. And then Robot Chicken would usually come on like right after. Um, very funny, highly inappropriate parents. Don't let your kids watch that until they're 18 because that stuff, or at least like 15 or 16, because it's, Wait, it's they very raunchy humor. It out at um, <laughs> just, I mean, I, I don't know. The, the couple of times that they caught me doing it, they just sent me to bed. And so I went to bed, but most of the time they didn't get up. Like once, once my dad's asleep, my dad's asleep. Like he sleeps like a log. So the only person that would normally catch me would be mom. Unless dad was still awake, like back on the computer working on sound stuff or, you know, with his keyboard or something like that. Um, but if he was already asleep, I wasn't getting caught. If he was awake, I was getting caught and going right back to bed. So most of the time, though, I got away with it. Um, But it was just it was so, so, so funny. So, yeah, I would highly recommend checking out the Robot Chicken episodes. And I think they're cheap on like Apple TV or Amazon. They're like a dollar or two an episode. And there are only a couple of episodes. Sweet. So um, I would definitely check it out. But yeah, so I think we're probably going to watch The Simpsons tonight. We'll probably watch that one after we watch some higher. Yeah, let me know what you think. Yeah, I will. I don't think I have anything else for tonight. I think we pretty much covered it. Um, Jedi Survivor is great, by the way. I need you to fly down here and come play it with me. So sad that I can't play it. I'm not. I'm not going to rub it in your face. I'm just going to say you need to come play it with me sometime. Because it is phenomenal and i'm sorry dylan that you found out <laughs> now he texted us yes. was it release day that he no, texted us or the day before day. something like that yeah. it was release day so i had downloaded it onto my system and i was like dude this game is awesome and we didn't realize like i didn't realize dylan had the xbox one i thought he had already had the updated xbox and knew that he wasn't going to, like, he'll be able to play it on his new system. Because the way he said it, like, the way he talked about being able to play it earlier on made me assume, okay, that must mean he's got the new system. 
because I know you and I had talked about it, but I don't know if Dylan and I had talked about it being only next gen systems. So he was talking all week with me and Kevin about how excited he was to download it onto his Xbox and play it. And I was like, yeah, man, we'll have to, he was like, we're going to have to stream it. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to have to prepare gameplay and all this. He was so excited. And then like, after I'm downloading it and I'm like, dude, I got it downloaded. I'm so excited. I'm going to go play it. We get the text saying, I just found out it's not releasing for Xbox One. <laughs> and I was like, my heart's broken for you, dude, but I thought you knew that. <laughs> so I just, I felt so bad for the guy. Not bad enough what to do anything do, about it, but bad enough to be like, you know, I mean, we could, in theory, buy him an Xbox or something it. If like I could that. do that, I would do it for me. Right, but I'm saying we could, in theory, I could put money towards an Xbox to buy for him if I really wanted to allocate my you resources. You should do that, that and way. give me and him. I could do something other. about it. <laughs> so we can then play. staying at my house, and you guys are going to have to come down here no, we'll be, every we'll month to play it. We'll, I'll make sure that he gets his time and I get my time. When I listen, Kevin, when I start making some money off this podcast, I will Deal. buy you guys both an Xbox. I don't want an Xbox. All right. Well, that's what you're right, getting because right, it's right. cheaper than maybe the PlayStation. Not, Be happy you're getting a new system. When, when this becomes profitable, maybe the PlayStation will be cheaper. No, I, I still think Xbox is going to stay relatively cheaper overall. I think, I really think the way Xbox did it with the Xbox S and Xbox yeah, I do X agree is with brilliant. That. I think it was. Uh, it was a brilliant move. PlayStation put out the PS5, and they're like, this is it. Bam, this is your one system. Xbox is like, no, we're going to offer a budget-friendly because we know 500 bucks for a new game system every few years is not super plausible yeah. for everyone. So we did the S and X. And yeah, the S has limited storage, but I can buy external storage for cheap if I want to, you know, or I play a game at a time. And then, you know, remove it from the system and move on to the next game I want to play. Download that. Yeah. So, you know, brilliant move on Xbox. Xbox, keep it up. You're doing God's work. All right. So that's all I got to say. Guys, I hope you have a wonderful weekend and start to your new week. I hope you have had a wonderful Star Wars holiday, as I have. And I hope, Kevin, you have a uh, wonderful evening with your family watching Thanks. star wars we will. if if you guys don't watch star wars i will be disappointed in you but i yeah. expect you probably will be so as always may the fourth be with you and remember this is the may 